This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. This is Reset. I'm Justin Kaufman. I am not ready to be without you. Tell me how to best protect Wakanda. I want to be a great king, Baba. Just like you. That was the voice of actor Chadwick Boseman as King T'Challa of Wakanda from the blockbuster film Black Panther. Boseman died Friday of complications from colon cancer. He was only 43 years old. The movie Black Panther grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide. But more than the money, the film and the actor struck a chord with black people and black communities all around the world. Just after the movie's release, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon had a sweet segment where folks thanked Bozeman for his performance. I was just so inspired as someone who wants to make movies one day and wants to inspire people that art can really change the world. I can't express how much it means to me and in the community and my family. My father is African. He's from Ghana. He's a scientist. My mother, my sisters, brilliant African-American women. So basically everything that represents me was honored in this movie. My son's childhood has been defined by Barack Obama and now Black Panther, so thank you. Joining us to talk about the character and the actor who brought him to life is Stephen Thrasher. He's assistant professor at Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism. He studies black representation in TV and film. Hi, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. Also with us, Carlin Ruth Meyer, pop culture writer and former president of the Chicago Nerd Social Club. Uh, Carlin, let's start with you. How did, how did you take this news? Uh, it really blindsided me. I mean, it blindsided all of us. It was a moment when, you know, you get online, which we're all online right now because of quarantine, and everyone is talking about the same thing, and everyone is just stunned. I've been really blown away by how also the way people are talking about Chadwick in, a, in an era where people are comfortable with posthumous critique. Nobody has anything bad to say about him. It's just a uniform, resounding loss. There was so much attention on Black Panther even before it came out, and and the Chicago Nerd Social Club actually raised money to help local kids see the movie. What was that effort like for you? It was really great because it was completely from the community. When the movie was first announced, we had somebody comment in our Facebook group and say, you know, I would like to put money towards getting kids to see this movie. Is there any way you can facilitate that? So we, of course, did. We um, we launched a GoFundMe and uh, partnered with Family Matters Chicago uh, to send kids to an opening night screening with Third Coast Comics. And what was amazing was that the community, they exceeded our fundraising goal in six hours, and then we just kept finding more crowd-raising funds. Uh, to support for kids in Flint and other areas. And it just, they kept, the, the support was so, so overwhelming. Yeah. I want to bring in uh, Professor Thrasher. Uh, what made uh, Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of, of King T'Challa so impressive? 
I had never seen a Marvel movie before I went to see Black, <laughs> really, Black, really? Black Panther. Yeah, and uh, I, I initially went to um, to review it for Esquire. I saw it in advance, and then I, I think I saw it three more times in the theater after that. It's an incredibly nuanced and beautiful performance. And what really struck me at the time and, and thinking about it again over this weekend is the many levels that that movie operates at. The, the first essay I, I wrote about it, I was pretty critical of the politics of the plot. Uh, and on one level, King T'Challa is a monarch, which is a pretty conservative concept. And then even though uh, Killmonger, the you know, allegedly uh, illegitimate leader, wins fair and square the right to, to rule Wakanda and is trying to share its resources. And yet, even as the kind of conservative politics are operating, the film is so gloriously beautiful at creating this black world. And, and you really see the craftspeople creating a message that is so beautiful and kind of so unifying with a trans transnational blackness. And Chadwick Boseman's performance, of course, is helping bring that all together. And what I found so fascinating was shortly after the movie was released, was that he talked about how he saw um, King T'Challa as the enemy in the story, that he saw mm. that he, he understood how people could think Killmonger was the hero and that he understood that his character was born, he said, uh, with a vibranium spoon in his mouth, the, the element from Wakanda. <laughs> right. um, and I think that that shows not only uh, a beautiful depth to the performance and the many levels it was working at, but a really beautiful understanding of, of his craft as an actor. And, and Bozeman is the rare actor, I think, that we got to see where his understanding of his role as an artist that extended you know, beyond the words he was given to portray and even extended beyond his performance in the film, he yeah. really had an understanding of, of the role of the artist and the many ways it could operate across mediums, in film, outside of film. And, and that's been really beautiful to reflect yeah. upon. I have a 13-year-old son, and, and we were big into the Marvel canon at that time. And uh, the Black Panther character played by... Um, Chadwick Boseman shows up in one of the earlier Marvel movies. Uh, I think it was Civil War, Avengers Civil War. Right. And he's a more a traditional superhero in that film. You know, he plays one of the, the, the secondary characters. I think one of the great things about, uh, Carla, one, one of the great things about this film is that people saw it as an extension of that character and people were in the Marvel universe and loved that stuff and said, okay, here's a side film that's not necessarily Avengers. But when you saw it, you saw the beauty and the creativity, and you saw something that you don't usually see in these kind of superhero movies. Absolutely. We're so used to seeing, you know, there might be a token black character, if we're lucky, as just, you know, a sidekick or something. But then to get a full-fleshed movie with so many black faces, and, you know, I'm of an era where it used to be we would get Denzel or we'd get Cuba Gooding Jr., and that was pretty much what blackness could be. And to see, you know, these new faces to many of us, you know, that these are our superstars, and just seeing that richness um, was really incredible. And Chadwick completely at the forefront of it, of bringing just this this seriousness and severity, but also joy to the role um, was really, really profound. Yeah. And Stephen, I want to ask you about that because we saw this weekend, there have been many who uh, have passed, uh, great artists and actors and, and filmmakers, of, and, and they get their due um, at award shows and other places. But in this case, the emotion was, was really strong. I mean, there was something really connected, uh, Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman to the country. Yeah, there definitely was. And it was interesting watching the response. I don't tend to respond that much to uh, when celebrities die, if they're, they're people I don't know. I think partially because I've gone through so many deaths in my own family, including uh, people who've died of cancer. 
And I think that it's important to give space to the people who are close to him, you know, to mourn for him. And as a coping mechanism for myself, with so much death that we've had around coronavirus and with so much around police violence, I personally uh, try not to engage too much emotionally in in the deaths of people I didn't know. But for it it hits differently with different people. And and I do very much understand how the death of somebody can trigger your own feelings about people who've died that are close to you. And so I kind of spent the weekend reflecting on on his life, on his work, um, and it was really interesting too to, to sort of see two different arguments coming up around um, how he died and whether or not he, he talked about the sickness that he had for years. And on the one side, there were people who uh, felt sad that he had not come forward about having cancer. Uh, on the other side, there were many disability activists saying, you know, this is the reality for many people who are sick. You, you do hide how, uh, how you're sick because you want to be able to keep getting work. And we shouldn't uh, valorize saying, you know, you, you should just keep working as hard as you can, even as you're facing death. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting seeing the very nuanced ways that people were reacting around that. And I thought that that was a real testament to him as an artist. And I reflected back, not just on him and Black Panther, but in a number of movies that he was really an artist and that he gave us work that you could think about many ways. There was not some Marvel movies, I think um, not, not being uh, that aligned with the franchise, you know, they, they give a pretty straightforward message. Yeah, superhero movie, Marvel, right, right. Yeah. But his, right. his Marvel movie gave so much room for people to think about different things. And I think his body of work and even the way that he lived and, and died from cancer gives people space to have really dynamic, different points of view, the opportunity to have different feelings, to discuss these very complicated questions. And that's a really uh, fine legacy of, of a life very mm-hmm. well lived, that he's yet again given us this gift of art and a life that that lets us think about yeah. these things. Let's go to Benjamin, who's in Skokie. Benjamin, welcome to Reset. Yeah, I mean, it was, and I think it just struck a chord with all of us, um, especially my friend group, who are huge Marvel fans, especially in a time that we're in and the impression of the black community. I just felt such depression um, overcome me and overcome all of us. And just the feeling of his passing, knowing that he is such an emblem of black power in the community and just knowing that he represents the um, minorities coming up from their once oppressed um, and continuing to be oppressed communities, he's a symbol for hope. And I think that's what we were all feeling was a little bit lost of a hope. But as they said in um, the Black Panther movie, death is not the end. We just have to keep continuing and pushing forward through all of the oppression that we are facing. Yeah. So, um, and as a, a white Jewish American as well, it just means a lot that people are continuing to see him not as a loss, but as something that we can continue to strive for in greatness as an actor in the arts and as a person that withheld so much um, strength throughout his entire discomfort of enduring cancer. Yeah, right. Benjamin, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, Carlin, I want to ask you about something you mentioned just about Black Power. Black Panther, among many things, uh, portrayed black people ruling themselves, looking out for the well-being of black people in the face of things like state violence. How do you think that that is playing into what we're seeing, uh, like Benjamin just said, and the outpouring of dedications and how people are feeling right now? 
Well, I think that's it's a huge part of it, but also recognizing that Chadwick's body of work includes, you know, greats like Thurgood Marshall and Jackie Robinson and James Brown. Um, it's so rare to have someone with such a discrete body of work that so exemplifies black greatness from so many different angles. So, you know, you have this massive black superhero and then also these real-life people that we grew up learning about. And so it, it seems... A perfect storm isn't the way to put it, but it is it is really exceptional that we can see all of these things in Chadwick Boseman and that they're all so meaningful in so many ways. Yeah. And, and Professor Thrasher, I, I, you know, something Benjamin said just about the plot of Black Panther, and I know that this is just a fictional account, but but there is the, the idea, if people are familiar with the story, that the Black Panther has been several kings throughout time. It's not just one actor or one or one king of the, or T'Challa at that moment. So there is something about when you just look at the script and you look at, at, at what Black Panther was that almost, like Benjamin said, feels like, you know, a way, almost like a path out of, of people mourning uh, the death of this actor and, and continuing to love that character. Yeah, when I, when I first saw the film, again, having n- n- known almost anything about um the character when I first went in and it just starts with this gorgeous animated film that's taking you to a place where uh, Africa happened without colonialism and it transports you very quickly out of the drudgery of, you know, all the racism that, that we felt. I mean, I was thinking about this when it first came out in February of 2018 and certainly this summer as well in what feels like an endless onslaught of news about police violence in Chicago, in Kenosha, uh, in Minneapolis, around the whole country, to to get transported to this place where there is an outside from that that there that there's a place where white supremacy doesn't exist and um, and all the wrongs of colonialism doesn't exist. It, it's a really beautiful thing, and it taps into a vision. That's what, that's what I think one, one of the most beautiful things about that film and his performance in it. I, I think of him in front of the tree with the black panther mm-hmm. and it just takes you to a, to a very different place from the types of images we typically see of black people in africa and the diaspora and in the united states um and that's a that's a real legacy that he's left us with yeah so much to, to unpack there carlin when we think about what black panther meant to to young people and and being able to to see a black superhero, but also the depiction in the film. I mean, it's just a film of what uh, Wakanda is and also the the underlying uh, effect of that film, which is that uh, all power kind of stems from Wakanda. So there, there's something in there, you're right, when it comes to uh, better understanding the world we live in by the art that's created during it. As was mentioned earlier, just the fact that we're now recognizing that Chadwick had an invisible disability during the entire course of this. And it's it's really hard because this is something that is such incredible representation for people to be able to see that, you know, someone was able to accomplish all of these things and just that the humility and seriousness that was often critiqued uh, by different fans and sometimes by the press um, in just the way that Chadwick would comport himself. Um, people are kind of starting to recontextualize him now. And it's it's hard because on the one hand, you know, it is it is so incredible to, to recognize that, that this was, a, you know, a person where now people with disabilities can see themselves in this yeah. person, but also recognizing the reasons why he didn't disclose or rather we can ask, we can kind of understand why he might have not have disclosed these things. You know, if you're dealing with this Marvel machine where there's sequel after sequel after sequel um, and all of these different things, he might not have had the career that he had if he had disclosed it. Um, but there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah, absolutely. And 
these kind of deaths happen, and like you said, you don't get necessarily connected, emotionally connected to the death of, of a superstar. But in this case, it's much more than that. And, and you see after two or three days and people continuing to, to show their love for, for, this, for this actor, Chadwick Boseman, it says something more about what he has contributed to the canon. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think that people have various coping mechanisms that, that help them get through life. And one is uh, to understand you know, a, a death like this and to, to register with, with the death and what it brings for them to be present to that, of course. And then there's also the celebration of the life. So there was, there was one Twitter organized screening over the weekend that was timed at the same time of Black Panther. And then I believe ABC also showed it. Mm -hmm. And so it's been beautiful seeing people share the photos that they have of their kids in in Black Panther outfits to really think about his art. Uh, And as Carlin was saying as well, to see that this this relatively young actor had an extraordinary run of work of uh, portraying Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, wow. uh, uh, Black, you know, uh, T'Challa, you know, these these figures, fictional and non-fictional, that have such a resonance uh, in our culture, and he did so with such sophistication and poise. and And I've also really enjoyed watching people as they mourn him and reflect on his life sharing different interviews with him, sharing his, uh, I believe the commencement speech that he gave at Howard university where he showed that he's really connecting the fiction and the nonfiction. He's really thinking about African-American history and African history and what these things can inform us about our lives and, and understanding that into bringing it to the depth of the, the characters that he's playing, both mm-hmm. fiction and nonfiction, and how those can really be a balm and a comfort for us, but also an inspiration you know, as we encounter a world that has so much racism in it. And I think that there were a lot of tears shed over him, but I think there's also just a great deal, there's been a great deal of smiling because he has left behind this really, really beautiful body of work there's sadness that we're not going to get more yeah, of it. Right. He could have, you know, given us many decades more of this kind of wonderful work. Uh, but he left behind the kind of body of work that, that most people on this earth don't get to leave. And he, he did it in not that many years. Yeah. And so there's also a lot of gratitude, I think. Well, we'll him. leave it there. It's Stephen Thrasher's assistant professor at Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism and Carlin Ruth Meyer as pop culture writer and former president of the Chicago Nerd Social Club. Thanks you both for, for coming on and talking about the impact of Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther. Appreciate it. Thank you, Justin. And that's going to do it for today's Reset. Plenty more great conversations on the way this week, so make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Tell your friends. I'm Justin Kaufman. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.